0: Tom Panos, John McGrath, Million Dollar Agent, coming to you from the inner west, the new McGrath Concord office. It's here, John. How does it feel? Oh, look, it's always
1: great to open a new office, Tom, but I gotta say, Concord is just, I mean, you know this area very well. You've, you've you know, lived and worked in this, this area for a long time. This is one of the great areas of Sydney, and I think it's somewhat undiscovered by a lot of parts of Sydney. That little uh, strip up here where, you know, the coffee shops are. Bay Majors Bay Road. Major's Bay Road that's as good as any I've been to. It's got a great feeling. I was here a few weeks ago before the office was finished and you know, the parents were picking up the kids to school and they were coming down here and having a milkshake after school and going down to the park. and It's really beautiful so it's exciting to be in a new community. And, and it is
0: John, the new Norton Street. I mean uh, what they're saying is if you want to get a real feel of Italian village lifestyle this is where you come for pizzas, pastas, gelato um, it's pretty much what Leichhardt was uh, 10, 15 years ago in Northern yeah. Street.
1: Yeah, and, and look, I, I think that's one of the great things about our country is the multiculturalism and the fact that you've got you know, all these amazing foods and cultures and the way of, doing, of living life that that we're a real melting pot here in Australia, which is one of the great things, and I think this is just a great European culture.
0: And if you can feel uh, a a sense of air of confidence today from myself, that's because in this office here, we've got a number of uh, boys, we've got Macedonian origin boys, we've got Italian boys. We do. Um, League of Nations, definitely. Yes. They're all good team. So they're all here. Now, John, you had a coaching session today with the team, and... New business energy pretty much summed up what you talked about. This is a hot topic because whether you're opening up an office, whether you're a salesperson that started um, out of another job into real estate, or whether you're a new person going from one market to another, it is a great topic. How do you get yourself
1: up and running in the first 90 days to create an impact? Well, I'll just add one to your list there, Tommy. If you've been in the industry 32 years, you can still bring new business energy every day to your office. So, you know, I heard Warren Buffett talk the other day and he's been in the world of investing, you know, the world's most successful investor for, I think, 50 years. He's now in his 80s, um, so maybe even more than 50 years, to be honest. And he used the phrase, I skip to work every day. You know, at 84, 85, he skips to work every day like it's his first day. So I think, you know, the concept of new business energy, let's not waste it only on people that are opening new offices or joining new offices. Every single listener can feel like it's Groundhog Day, first day at work every single day just by bringing that energy. But yeah, we we talked about, you know, I I talked to our team today about the importance of of launching in a new market. So whether you're a new agent starting for a new firm or whether you're opening a new office, um, you've got a period in which the community is going to look at you pretty carefully, uh, especially if you're a brand with some level of profile. And they're going to have an expectation. They're going to see how you go. And there's going to be some level of um, positive anticipation and support around that. So uh, I think you've got, to, you've got to take that window of opportunity and maximise it. So I talked to our guys about you know what are some of the things they need to be focusing on. And I said the first and foremost is always customer experience. Uh, marketing's important, signboards are important, and I'm going to talk about some of those things in a minute. But at the end of the day, I said every single person in this community has got to know that you're a good person, you care, you're sharp as attack sharp as, as they say, and as enthusiastic as hell. So when you get your coffee in the morning, when you go somewhere for lunch, when you take your family out to a local restaurant, whatever you're doing within that community, yeah you are you are on show as so a, any human interaction
0: that you're having we 're not just talking about the listing presentation you're correct. talking here, John, about every person, the person that comes in to ask for instructions on where a shop is in the area, the correct. buyer that is uh, looking, um, the landlord that's asking what 's the market like
1: every person every single person in the community is is critical so I think that, that's that's really important, but if we do, you're right, if we if we drill down into, I guess, the core business, when let's say it's buying and selling, you know, you need to be handling every buyer inquiring as though they're the only buyer on the planet. You need to be looking after every vendor as though they're the only vendor on the planet. Um, you need to be doing world-class open for inspection. So when someone arrives at your open for inspection, they need to feel special. They need to feel a different experience than the last six they saw that morning That's really, really critical. So, you know, I always start, everything I do in terms of training and coaching, Tom, is around customer experience, creating raving fans, because that is the way you grow your business. And some people say, God, it's gonna take forever. No, it doesn't. Every day, you're meeting, speaking to, coming across, dozens of people. So it can be very, very quick. If you've got a real commitment um, to the customer experience, you can very rapidly build your reputation. And John, there's
0: a, a, a low level in the buyer, servicing of the buyer inquiry, like everyone's had a huge focus on the pre-listing and the listing presentation. And one of the things that's been neglected along the way is, how do you actually treat buyers? And everyone's had this uh, view that there's an abundance of buyers, don't worry, just get the listing. But in fact, what you're saying is that the whole experience
1: of a customer, that buyer inquiry is actually working towards your listing. Oh, critical. I mean, here this afternoon, if I start in this office and let's say I came from interstate and I arrived to work here, I had no contacts, no listings, no pipeline, I got my first buyer inquiry, I'd be trying to meet with them. I'd be saying, Tom, why don't we meet up? I'd love to get a full brief on what you're after. I'd love to know what you've seen. I'd really like to work with you until I can help your family find a new home. No-one is saying that in this industry. What people are saying, what are you after? Oh, no, we haven't got anything. Yeah, okay, thank you, you're hanging the phone up. I mean, that's what has got our industry a bad reputation. I mean, you've got to give a damn. This is someone moving their family from place A to place B, being located, getting married, getting divorced, all the things that are surround, and they're all emotional. So as an agent, you've got an opportunity to cut through all of that and say, why don't you stop by our office? We're just up the road from the shopping village. Why don't you pop in? Let me pour you a nice cappuccino. And we can just really work out what are you looking for. And then when you sit down, you give them some strategic value add advice. Do you have a home loan yet? Can I really recommend? The market's quite hot at the moment. You need to get fully financially qualified first because when you find a home that suits you, it's not going to be around for long. So, you know, you need to get people. So take the, the, the buyer inquiry, take it
0: to another level. Let's talk, John, about the open house. The open house. So let's assume mm. that there's going to be 60 open houses mm. open in the suburb on Saturday How do you make
1: yours the one that gets the five stars? Starts Friday, not Saturday. You need to have everything ready to go Friday well before you leave uh, work because you you need to know that you've got your checklist happening, you've got your brochures, your magazine, your business cards, your mortgage calculators, all the things you're going to need. So that's very important. Saturday morning, 7am, get your pointer board up if that's what you use and if that's allowable by council. You get your pointer board up and you start telling the community you've got a great home. That creates energy. I know when I'm driving through an er- area early on a Saturday, whether it's our company or others, when I see a, a flag up or a board up for an auction or an open home that day, I start feeling excited. I think, wow, okay, I should look at that. That looks interesting. So, every, you know, you're creating opportunities. So I think that's critical. And then, of course, you know, when you get into the open home, you know, you've got, you need a team. You need to at least have someone assisting you. Nowadays, you cannot be doing open for inspections by yourself, trying to take names and numbers, trying to keep things flowing, open the house, close the house, focus on customers. You need to have at least an assistant there that's competent to help you get the home set up, get it closed up, greet people and give them that first impression, that really critical first impression. I always bring the names and numbers from people that have been through my homes before with me. Because I want to make sure that if I see Mr. and Mrs. Panos coming down the street and I I just can't quite remember their surname or their their names, I want to remember that. So it's very important to have some sort of uh, process or system, if you will, to make sure you can remember who people are. Because, John, remembering
0: someone's name takes that experience to that person from a 6 out of 10 to an
1: 8 out of 10. It's little things, isn't it? hundred percent. It's so critical. And, And look, we can't be expected to remember every single person's name that comes through our open. Some, for some of us listening, that's hundreds a week. But you can be, I, I would expect you to have a system that increases the probability that you can recall who someone is. And I know, John, you value it because I know I've been
0: with you at various places. I mean, I remember it was Perth that we were having breakfast at the REWA last year. That's right. And I specifically saw you, you sent me an SMS. I was across the yeah. room and you said, Tom, what's the gentleman's name that's sitting on that table over
1: there? Yeah. Because you are getting prepared yeah. to actually be able to go over and talk to him by his first yeah, name. Yeah, no, I remember that well. I do that quite a bit. It's I'll be in a cafe and I'll see someone, I'll, I'll text my sales manager and I'll say, what's the name of that person we sold their house a few weeks ago, and so forth. So, look, it is important because it makes people feel special and it can, it's a great connector. And it's a simple thing if you have a system around it. I mean, I even have a thing in my phone, time where... I have a, a little list called in my notes section called people. So if I go to a, a restaurant like one up the road here that I went last week and, and I introduced myself to the barista, his name was Rocco, and I just took a little note because I know I'm it could be a couple of weeks before I see him again, it could be a couple of months before I see him, but when I came back and I, and I went back this morning and I just had a quick look to confirm and I remembered it was Rocco and I went in and I said, hey Rocco, great to see you again. So that those little bits, people say, wow, you know, they remembered who I am. And, you know, eventually I'll remember without having to recall. But it's just a nice little system that allows you to make people feel special. I mean, one of my favourite sayings, Tom, and I'm sure anyone has been to my seminars is, or, or a speech I've given would know it well, which is, um, people forget what you say. They even forget what you did. They never forget the way you made them feel. Yeah. And I've heard you say that similar words to, to people on a number of occasions. It's true. They'll never forget the way you made them feel. So world-class open for inspection. So if I was moving into a new area, I would do everything I could to have four open homes this Saturday. I'd go to my colleagues, what can't you open that your vendor and you would allow me to open? Well, we've got no money in the budget. Doesn't matter, let me put on the internet. It's already on the internet. Let me just put a time there. I'll put an A-frame board up. I'll do some letterbox drops. I'll drop some brochures to the surrounding streets. I'll have a flag up there for an hour before the inspection. Just create the opportunity to connect with the community. Talking to um, one of the young guys,
0: Nick, when I walked in here this morning for the podcast, he said some of the things that uh, we did in the coaching session, Tom. And he looked—he was John. He had a—he had a, a look in his eye. You know, when you see someone young and they eye glistens and yeah. they give you the impression that no matter what it is, I'm going to do it. Correct. That's the person that you think in five years' time is going to be successful. You know. Yeah. Um, you talked uh, about it which was get premieres, dominate with premiere, yeah. dominate with your local print media. You talked and about signage. Um, signage. So you, you highly value getting presence, this whole attraction Look, Tom, business. Tom, it's
1: critical, and, and all those three layers are important. I mean, when someone drives around a community and they start seeing a new company or a new agent's board up, they notice, everyone notices. If you're thinking of selling, you definitely notice. So you have, a, you have to have a board on every listing, preferably not a three by two, go for an eight by four. You know, size it up, make it confident, make it strong, make sure it's beautiful. If you can go for a photo board, you know, where it looks better than just a normal generic for sale board, go for that. Um, Premier All or Domain, depends what website you're on. This area happens to be a realestate.com stranglehold, but whatever it is, make sure, or both, make sure your listing is proudly at the top. We know that only 70% 70 don't go past page one. 30% 30% go and look at page two. So if you're on page three or four in a listing search, you're probably not being able you to You built a billboard in the forest like Google says. Correct, exactly right. Um, and the last one is, you know, local papers. I mean, this area, again, is a, is a very big area for local papers. Um, some areas have gone more digital, but this is a very strong area where if your properties are proudly promoted... Quarter page. I was thinking the other day, you know, because sometimes I pick up local papers and that you see one sixteenth or one thirty second of a page, and I just think, my God, if you'd have just said to the vendor, Hey, why don't you invest a couple of hundred dollars more and let's make this ad big, something that will really get attention? Because some people say, Oh, yeah, we're in the local paper, but they're like so small, it's like a postage stamp. You know, you need a magnifying glass to see what's there. So, you know, I just say, improve your skills to extract the right marketing investment from the client to get the property position properly. So signboards, digital, um, on the, re- the real estate portals, local paper, critical to have strong prominence there. Not to promote yourself, to promote your properties, but if you do a damn good job promoting your properties, people are going to notice you. Okay. So. John, finally, we've got a
0: couple of minutes. I want to talk about when you're going to the listing presentation in a new area. Yeah. You're not going in there with 20 years track record. You're going in there as someone that's new, um, maybe unknown, and I know that you spent a bit of time today talking about having a bit of structure to your listing presentation and looking at the strengths that you bring to the table Mm. versus the competitors. What do you say to the agents listening to the podcast that are going into markets and listing presentations against agents that are very
1: dominant? Well, it's also Tom for new agents that are new to the industry, the same sort of approach. My view is that dominance can often um, conjure up complacency. So there's a pretty uh, pretty good probability that if you're fresh and in the industry, the people that are entrenched and dominant with market share, they're very gettable because they're probably a little bit too cocky, overconfident and a bit complacent. So I always come in from a point of view that energy and enthusiasm and bespoke quality advice can overcome market domination very, very quickly. So if you're at the top of your game, make sure that you feel like you're in new business energy mode and if you're new in the business, know that the people that are above you or if you're entering a new area, very gettable. So I think I just go in from enthusiasm, um, I very much around specific, customised, value-add advice. A lot of agents go in, they, they take their cookie cutter to a listing presentation, they say bang, auction, bang, open for inspection, bang this, bang that. My view is that you need to listen to the customer, understand where they're at because most agents don't listen. Then you need to think in your own mind in real time. So what is the best way forward for this client to achieve their goal? Then you need to be articulate at communicating it succinctly and you say, Tom, based on what you've just said, let me lay out a plan for you that I think over the next 30 days can deliver exactly the results that you're after. And you just, very simple, and you talk through it, and you explain it. Because the other thing, agents, Tom, as you know, they overestimate how much potential vendors know about the process. Yeah. They say, you know, I think we should auction it and open it for next Saturday for inspection. Without explaining the benefits of an auction, the benefits of opening it versus private treaty, the benefits of creating some competitive tension between the buyers so they can see each other and start focusing on competing as opposed to trying to pull your price expectation down. So I think that's all critical. The last thing, just to finish up, was I I looked around the room and I said, who's joined the Chamber of Commerce? Not one hand went up. And I said, so I'm assuming, and I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming somewhere near to here there's a monthly business forum where 100 to 200 business people that are influential in the community get together, they share a meal, they chat, they get to know each other, they listen to a speaker, then they go home after two hours. I'm assuming that you guys are thinking that that's not a good room to be in. My view is you've got to be there. Yeah. And then someone said, yeah, but there'll be other agents there. And I said, one is you don't know that, and two is who cares? You've got to be there. You've got to be meeting people that are influential in the community. That's centres of influence. That's called business networking. So that's really critical. Okay. Fantastic
0: podcast, and I don't think it was only relevant to people that have been in business um, in a new area for the first time. I think there was someone that was listening to this, John, that's dominating their marketplace. There's a message there, and that is nothing breeds failure like success. When you're successful, you become complacent. You can become arrogant. So I think that this was a podcast for everyone to remember. Try and go in there as if it's your first listing presentation in your life every day. Exactly right. Yeah, so I look forward to uh, next week. Thanks a lot. Troy Malcolm, it's
1: good to have you back for a couple oh, Tom, of weeks. I thought we were going to get through a podcast without mentioning <laughs> Troy's name. I no. thought the listeners had forgotten about him. We gave him too much airplay last week. I'm concerned that he's starting to get emails directly now to him. They're bypassing you and me. The well, next is th- going to be billion-dollar agent by Troy Malcolm, something crazy like that.
0: we will better get the legal people to look at <laughs> this paperwork and see what new structures here. <laughs> All righty, see, see you, you next week. Bye,
1: bye.